welcome to track number eight of Neutralize the Curse. Father, thanks for the blessing of this moment. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Right. You may be seated. Neutralizing curse. Is this my new sound? Hello? It sounds hollow. It sounds uh, muffled. Work on it, please. Right. Now, Galatians 3.13. Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. All right? So what this scripture is telling us is that you can be redeemed from a curse. That, I'm, not, I'm not talking about what Christ has redeemed us from. Sound, increase the treble, reduce the pace, and so on. Make it clearer. Sound clearer, please. Now, what I'm saying and what I'm sharing from this is that Christ has redeemed us from the curse. So, you can be redeemed from a curse. That's, that's the whole point. So, like, a curse is not a hopeless thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, there are powerful curses, but it's not hopeless. Because if Christ could redeem us from a curse, then when there is a curse, it's possible that you can be redeemed from a curse. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Is that good news to you? That Christ can redeem us or that you can be redeemed from a curse okay so whatever curse is working in your life in whatever situation thank god you can be redeemed it's possible okay it's possible so that possibility is my main hope that i am working with all right now, as for the existence of the curse, I think there is no question. Now, there are the big curses, right, are the ones that you should be really concerned about. One is the curse on man, man in general, which is the curse of working very hard for a long time and getting very little. This is a big one. Okay? Do you get it? That's life. Oh. But you see, it need not be just life for you. Because it's possible to be redeemed from a curse. Now, the second big one is the women. The sorrow, the sadness, and so on. It's a big one. And I'm saying that your life need not be sad and sorrowful, sisters. And your life need not revolve around boys and love to a boy and children. Okay? The next big one is the curse of Noah on Canaan or Ham. Yeah. 
which is the curse of being a servant of servants, which is a big one. That affects black people. It's the only explanation for our state. I was shocked when I was in Los Angeles and Bishop Blake was uh, talking to me. Bishop Blake of um, Church of God in Christ. Because I, didn't, I, don't, I don't have that impression. And he said, he said that black people in America are the lowest in everything. Education, health, housing, finance, everything. I was surprised because when you are outside America, we see people like uh, Oprah Winfrey, Denzel Washington, Tiger Woods. So we, we have the feeling that, I mean, in America, black and white is the same. Everybody's high and great. That's the impression from outside. I mean, 100%. That was my impression. So I was, I was taken aback when I heard him speaking. You know, he's an African-American, so he's speaking to his own people, and he was talking about how they're the lowest in every, under, in every parameter. Salaries, job, crime is the highest, arrests, everything. Education, everything is the lowest. Lowest, 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 lowest. So, but it need not be. And we can... Be redeemed from that curse. That's, that's, that's the main message. Okay? It's possible. Then, the ones concerning Jews and all that, I think I'll leave that out. But I'll always remember to pray for Israel. That's all. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. They shall prosper that love thee. Alright? Then, the next thing is the big curse on disobedience. It's also a big one. In Noah, he really I said Noah, Moses he really went to town and said if you don't obey these are the things that are going to come and the whole of Deuteronomy 28 is filled with I mean a lot of predictions on what is going to happen for not obeying and hearkening to the voice of the Lord. Are you with me? Is it easy to understand? So we need redemption. Now, how many of you from all that I have said would agree or believe that there is some kind of curse already working in your life today? Yeah. So I'm glad you've raised your hands because it shows that you are not angry with the message of Malachi. Do you understand? That the thing is there. Okay, like Malachi said, you are cursed with the curse. It's, it's not a, he's, he's not cursing you. He's t- telling you about it. Yes, what exists. Okay. So from now onwards, whatever you can do to come out and extricate yourself from a curse or neutralize. I like the word neutralize. A curse is what you must be doing Amen. in your life. Amen. Because as for the curses, it's working. It's working. It's working. Yeah. Even, even, in, even as pastors, we, we are sweating. Working for 
I mean full-time ministry. Yeah. The people that are closest to me always want me to rest and want me to relax, take it easy. No, not, not that I should, I should just be sleeping, uh, sleeping or whatever, but I should rest. I should have enough rest because there's a lot of things every moment. Yes. So, we feel it. I feel it too. I feel it. I see in my wife, as a woman, her sorrows. I see, see, I see her. I see with children. Everything is, is part of the world we are in. I see the problem that comes from disobeying God. So, it's not far from any of us. So what we need is to do anything that will neutralize the curse. You don't have my, the book yet? Or you do? Not yet? Alright, I'm sure. I hope it comes in time. Now, neutralize. Beautiful. Isaiah 65 Verse 8. Thus says the Lord. As the new wine is found in the cluster, and one saith, destroy it not, for a blessing is in it. Don't destroy it, because a blessing is in it. Destroy it not. Why? Why shouldn't you be destroyed? Because a blessing is in you. So when you receive blessings and you are blessed by whatever you are doing, right? There's now a blessing in you. So even though you may want to cut it off because of whatever curse is working, destroy it not. Because a blessing is in it. From today, a blessing will be found in your life. Hallelujah. Now, a blessing often causes the exact opposite of a curse. The exact opposite. So one of the ways to neutralize curses is to be blessed. So the more blessings you have, the more curses are neutralized. So your life is a balance between the blessings that are working and the curses that are working. It's a balance sheet. It's an account. <laughs> wow. wow. I would like to help more poor. I like to do anything that brings more blessing to counteract some of the cases that are legally there. You see, one of the things you must know is that a case is something that's legal, it has a reason to be there. It's not just out of the blue, it just comes. 
No, there are reasons. Now, Deuteronomy 28 verse 43 is a curse for your demotion. Deuteronomy 28, 43. All right? Look at it. It shall come to pass that these verses, all these curses will come upon you. That is in Deuteronomy 28, verse 13. All these curses. Then he lists them from verse 13 all the way to the end. But in verse 43, it says... The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high and thou shalt come down very low. Now that is a blessing, the curse of going down. So being down or being a servant of servants or being at the lowest part of society is a curse. And it is a curse written here. It's in the list of curses. It's written there. All right? But notice a blessing which is Deuteronomy 28, verse 2 and 3. It says, All these blessings shall come up, up above thee and overtake thee. Now look at the blessing in verse 13. Verse 13, And these blessings shall come over you. Is that verse 13? And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. So now this is a blessing of being made the head. And not that, and thou shalt be above only. I wish you could put the two verses there, or maybe the devotion here, the promotion on this side. Oh, uh, you know, oh, those people here can't see this, but if you see the two, so one is saying you shall be down below, and one is saying you shall be above. So, if um, what's your name, Randolph? Randolph, come, Randolph from um, Trinidad, eh? You have been cursed to be down. Let's say you've been cursed to be down here. And then now you are blessed to be up here. So here. So now he's blessed. You shall be above. By obeying the Lord. Then by being a son of Canaan or Ham, you are supposed to be here. So the force is bringing him down and another force is bringing you up here. So, in between, depending, I think somewhere here is okay for you. What do you think about here? Is it not bad for him? Yeah. Huh? It's neutral. Most cases have a counterpart opposite. Blessing. Most cases. Case to be down, there's one to be up. A curse to be sick and there's a blessing to be well. A curse to die, there's a blessing to live. Yeah. Poor, blessing to be, curse to be poor, blessing to be rich. Most curses have the exact opposite. So now, you see, you're average. Which is where I am. You get it. Yeah. Now, if you keep getting more blessings of above only, before you realize, like, you seem to be going higher. But it, it is not that there's no curse working in his life, oh. Maybe without the curse, it would be even at the ceiling. Yes. Maybe without the curse, it would be at the ceiling. But it's not bad at all. Compared to where you guys are, 
I mean, his, his feet are where your heads are. You will be higher than you can imagine in Jesus' name. You are blessed. <laughs> Sit down. Then, curse of financial difficulty is found in Malachi 3 verse 9. Financial difficulty. Malachi 3 verse 9. Malachi 3 verse 9. It says, you are cursed with a curse because you have robbed me even this whole nation. Now, then he says in the next verse, bring all the tithes all right, into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith. So now you are cursed the whole nation all right, the whole nation is cursed. And now he says, bring me the tithes and I will pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough. And what is going to happen next? I will rebuke the devourer. Huh? Yeah. I'll rebuke the devourer. For your sakes. Now, when you come to America, people don't understand what is happening to you. They are writing to you every day for money. They, they, they don't know what is here. What is here is called the devourer. That's what is here. It's called the devourer. You can mention the big salary, but the devourers are just saying, oh, it's now 5,000, eh? No problem. I'll be there. I'll be there to chop some. Others for chop some. And the devourers start moving into position. When goods are increased, they are increased that eat them. So, one of the greatest blessings is for the devourer to be rebuilt. Amen. Amen. So when the Lord was blessing me, I was complaining. You know, I know some people have received direct messages from the Lord that do not go and borrow money. But I didn't receive that. You know, so that's why I say that I'm a casual prophet. So you may always not understand that I'm prophesying. Because I'll speak, you see, because my calling is to help people how to do things. So when you are teaching people how to do things, when you sound mystical and very superior, people can't tap into it. They can see that it's great, but they can't do it. That's why we have a lot of pastors and a lot of people working in the church because we're showing many are called. This is how it is to be called. This is how to work. Visit, pray, counsel, interact with the sheep. So a lot of people can it doesn't sound so mystical. So I have the anointing and the mantle of a shepherd. Then you all be looking at me that the shepherdorial mantle is upon my life. And it sounds very mystical. 
and you don't even know what to do next. But it's been broken down into prayer, visitation, counseling, interaction. So it sounds ordinary. So when I shared about debts, you know, you would think that, oh, ah, he's just giving advice. But you wouldn't know that it's a prophecy. So for me, I went to the bank to get a loan to build Collegono Cathedral. And the people at the Barclays Bank said, no, 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 we cannot. I spoke to the manager myself. No, we cannot. I said, why not? We will pay. These are offering. We've been coming every week. He said, he said, no, 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 you cannot. He said, if you don't pay back, we can't come to the church and take the church and sell the church. It won't work. So I'm sorry. <laughs> but today, they are giving loans to every church except us. I've had bankers tell me we have, they have a desk for church, so the church desk. He said that your file is not there. I said it will never be there. Never. Never. <laughs> that rejection was the great direction of the Holy Spirit for me. Rejection is one of the great ways God directs you in your life. Don't be sad when you've been rejected. So by that, God led me away from the greatest devourers of all time, which are banks. A bank is one of the dangerous organizations you can get involved with. Very dangerous. Your life. So, I had no bank. And from then, we were forced to stay. You see, building with cash is just slower and more humble. It takes, you, you'll be in a more humble situation for a longer time. But you'll get to the same place. But he that hasteth to be rich has an evil eye. Uh, you get there, but slower, and nobody will be so impressed with you, and you'll not suddenly be in the wonderful whatever to take time, and you eventually get there. Yeah, it's more humble. I live in an uncompleted house with my wife for a long time. I built a house I was in whilst I was there. I had carpenters in my bedroom on Christmas Day and many other days. Yes, but I don't owe anybody. You may laugh, but I don't owe anybody. <laughs> and I'm not poor. <laughs> and I'm not poor either. Yeah, I'm free like a bird. I, don't, I, I never think of the end of the month. Is, end of the month is coming. This, that, that. Devouring God killed the big one. The big one was killed. So, if money comes to me, if you give me a dollar or ten dollars, I am ten dollars richer. Genuinely richer. Genuinely richer by ten dollars. Because the devourer was removed by God. He was blessing me. I was crying, but he was blessing me. That's why I said to you, don't cry when you are rejected. Those of you sisters, some boy brother is not, it's not, it's nothing. It's not, it's God's blessing. Hallelujah. 
So when God wants to make you rich, he takes away the devourers, big time. As I speak, I have, no, I have, not, I have nothing to buy. As I'm here in America, I have not, I don't need anything. True. I'm not a woman. I don't need clothes. I don't need all these things. Ladies, they need all these things, and we accept it. We give you money to go and buy clothes, but I don't need anything. We accepted it. No problem. It's not a struggle. So, God takes away devourers when he wants to bless you financially. Not necessarily increasing your income, but removing the devourers. Credit cards, banks, bills, Mortgages. Mortgage is a big one. It's a big one. It's a, it's a big. Every devourer we cast today in Jesus' name. That's the hippo. That's the heavy one. A rhino. In Jesus' name. So, God said, I will take away devourers. I've been paying tithes since I was in from five secondary school. That's 1980. Tithes. 1980. Before 1979, 1980. Yes. And how do I know? Because in 1980, I was with a friend who had just done A-level. And her results were not as good. As she wanted. And I told her that it's because you didn't pay tithes. Now she was shocked. I said, yes. I, I asked her, do you pay tithes? I said, that, that's why your results were not so good. That was in 1980. How many years ago is that? 37 years ago. So God is committed to buying devourers in my life. So when I was about to get into a big devourer and make a marriage with a rhinoceros or a hippopotamus. God stepped in and just gave me rejection. And I, I stepped back into sadness and sorrow. But today, I'm laughing. Hallelujah. That's going to be your testimony as well. That is going to be your testimony. Number three. The curse on all that you set your hand to do in Deuteronomy 28, verse 20. Everything you engage in. There's a curse on everything you do. 28, 20. In all that thou settest thy hand to do, the Lord shall send thee cursing. Hey! Is it not wild? And this, this one, everything you do is cursed. Whether you go to the bank, you go home, you work, you sleep, you go to work, you come to America, you go to Trinidad. What? You have a child... Whatever you set your hand to do is cursed. But verse 8, verse 8, Deuteronomy 20, verse 8, the same thing. The Lord shall command the blessing 
in all that thou set thy hand to do. So it's like you can hear a blessing on everything you set your hand to do and a curse on everything you set your hand to do. So if you've done something in your life to bring about a curse on all that thou settest your hand to do, all we need now is to get a blessing on all that thou settest thy hand to do. And then you come to where? Where do you come to? Neutral. At least neutral is better. I'm not blessing all that I am. Also not cursed. I mean, Charlie. Zero at least is better than this uh, curse. How many agree that a zero is better than whatever? Yeah. Far better. The curse of sickness. Deuteronomy 28 verse 21. And the Lord shall make the pestilence cleave. And the Lord shall smite thee with a consumption. And with a fever. And with inflammation. Hey! Inflammation is every disease that ends with itis. It's inflammation. Appendicitis, dermatitis, tonsillitis. Arthritis, meningitis, and eh? sinusitis, hepatitis, eh? pancreatitis, polycystitis, bronchitis, alveolitis, eh? sacroilitis. Hey! The Lord shall strike thee with an inflammation. Pocketitis. Pocketitis. And look at the last line. And they shall pursue thee. You see, you see, people are afraid of demons, but they are not afraid of curses. Look at what he says. And they, they shall pursue thee until thou perish. Yeah. The demons are implementers of curses. But it's the curse that is the main thing that is working. And Exodus 23, verse 25. This is the opposite. He said, This one, the Lord will smite you with diseases. Now, this one says, And you shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless thy bread. And thy water, water, and I will take sickness away from thee, from the midst of thee. I will take away sickness. Sickness is taken away from you in the name of Jesus. And this scripture tells us what to do to bring that curse, to bring that blessing. You shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless thy bread. Bless thy water. Water. And he will take away sickness from the midst of thee. So, I want to find things that bring blessings so that I can engage deeper into them 
perhaps it will invoke blessings in my life and the blessings will neutralize curses. Number five, the curse of drought. Deuteronomy 28 verse 24. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder. <laughs> hey! Rain has turned into powder and dust. Huh? And then the blessing in Deuteronomy 28, verse 12 says, The blessing is in 28, 12. It says, the Lord shall open thee his good treasure. Wow. To give thee the rain unto thy land in his season. To bless all the work of thy hands. And thou shalt lend. Mm-mm. And thou shalt not borrow. Amen. Amen. I want to be surrounded by millionaires, genuine millionaires. And I'm going to be surrounded by genuine millionaires. The curse of being an astonishment. Deuteronomy 28 verse 37. And thou shalt become an astonishment. A proverb. A byword. People will use you as an example of a bad example. Do you want to be used as an example of a bad example? When they are saying, you know, this sister, this what happened, this brother, this what happened. No, that will not be your story. So, you are going to become a byword. But on the other hand, your name is going to become a wonder. Deuteronomy 28 verse 10, a blessing right there verse 10. And then all the nations of the earth will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. The King James says they shall be afraid of you. The Living Bible says they shall stand in awe. People are going to wonder about the wonders of your life. They're going to wonder about the wonders of your life. Some of you young Girls, let me prophesy to you. You know, people are going to wonder about the niceness of your marriage. They will say, I wish I was like her. They'll say, I want to be like her. They'll say, I want to ask her what she did, but I'm shy. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Now, the curse of a failed harvest in Deuteronomy 28 verse 32. 
is completely neutralized by the blessing of an abundant harvest in Deuteronomy 28 verse 11. So Deuteronomy 28, 38 has a failed harvest. Deuteronomy 28, 38. Thou shalt carry much seed into the field and gather little in. For the locust shall consume it. Continue. Read on. Uh, we are reading on. The next one. 29, 30, 31. Thou shalt carry little seed into the ground. Alright? Thine ox eh? shall be slain. No. Deuteronomy 28, 38, 39. Alright? Thou shalt plant vineyards and dress them, but shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, but the worms shall eat them. If I or in no fine, tell somebody in no fine. We block it in Jesus' name. Then thou shalt have olive trees throughout all thy coasts, but thou shalt not anoint thyself with the oil. For the olive shall cast its fruit. Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them. Block it in Jesus' name. Thou shalt not what? Enjoy them. That means that children are to be enjoyed. So if you have to come and leave your children somewhere to grow up with a grandmother or something, then it means you are not enjoying the children. Yes. You are not enjoying them. And you may also not enjoy them because they may turn into beasts. If your child turns into another and comes and says, Daddy, I feel something over here. We cancel it in the name of Jesus. Wow! For they shall go into captivity. All thy fruits and trees of the land shall the locust consume. No, no, that's too bad. This is bad, big time. It's bad, bad. Tell somebody, bad, bad. Bad, bad, bad. Now, Deuteronomy 28 and verse 11 says, and the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. So this is a blessing. This is a blessing. The Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. In the fruit of thy body. In the fruit of thy cattle. In the fruit of thy ground. 
in the land which the Lord swore to thy fathers to give to thee. So, the blessing of a failed harvest, planting olive trees, not enjoying the oil, planting vineyards, not drinking the wine, having children, not enjoying them, is a curse. And God, only God, can cause such things not to be in your life. So, I want you to have a proper respect for the existence of curses. They are there and they are working. If, if I take my time to describe, you will see if, um, there will be hardly anybody here who cannot point to something and say, this thing, it fits my life, the description I'm hearing. Plant an olive olive trees and I didn't anoint myself with oil huh? plant vineyards and I didn't drink the wine then why did I plant it have children and I didn't enjoy them what is that all these are curses you see and God is revealing to us for a reason and all I want to say if you can't understand anything is to do whatever you have to do that the Bible, this same book, which is describing the curse, is describing as what brings blessings. Just do it and do it abundantly. At least by the power of neutralization, like I showed you with the gentleman. You've been cursed. I mean, you are down. Then there's a blessing that has brought you up and a blessing that is taking you up further. These are realities. These are realities. Yeah. You know, one time, I was thinking about my father. My father is dead. And I was thinking about certain problems that I had struggled with for years. And one day it occurred to me that maybe I didn't honor him. Oh, yeah, because I was, I, you know, a curse. If, if you are humble eh, and you are looking at yourself humbly, not with an eye of defense and an eye of denial, you will see things there easily. You know? Yeah. And I thought to myself, Maybe I didn't honor him. Maybe I wasn't, I didn't honor him. One time I was preaching, I was giving an example. And then I heard the spirit say, don't give an example of a bad, a bad example of your father. I was going to give an example of something. I was going to use him as the example. You know, then I heard, it was like, don't use your father as an example of anything that is bad. Yeah. You know, and I was analyzing myself as, you know, maybe I didn't. Because of certain things that happen, sometimes some conflicts that we have. Say, so, you are blocking the people at the back. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe you should pour some water on them for them to wake up. I don't know. <laughs> There's no water here. No problem. So I was thinking to myself, no, no, no. Shh. 
No, 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 no. Maybe there's something. Maybe I remember certain conflicts I'd had with my father. I remember certain things and I was thinking. Then I was saying to myself, what can I do? What can I do? The man is even dead. <laughs> yeah. Because to honor your father, to honor your father can be a way of counteracting the dishonor and the curse that it brings. Oh, yeah. Then I thought of where he was buried. And I said, let me remove him from that place, which was a not a good place, and take him to a place of honor, even after 20 years. Yes. And I did it. I did it against all odds. Against all odds. I moved heaven and earth to honor. And I had a ceremony, little ceremony. And I honored my father. And I, I honored him in a way. And I spent a lot of money to do that. And honored his name and his, where he is laid. Yes. Not in those type of places. Yes. I didn't know what to do. Hey, I just wanted to do something. <sighs> Charlie, <laughs> escape from Sobby Boy. Is that what they call it? <laughs> Look, you need to think carefully. Sometimes you see that up always becomes down. Down is up. Left is right. This is not working. Different things. You need to be careful. Because you'll be surprised that it can end in something that you never thought it would end in. Yeah. So let's, let's be careful. That's why I'm always talking to the children. You know, those who are quarreling with fathers, those who are doing this, that, different things. Be careful. Right? Wow. Now, how you can stop a curse Are these people sure that there's not some window that is open at the back there that's not supposed to be open? Is that how it's supposed to be? Huh? Wind from outside. But is there not a window outside that's open? Now how does the wind come in to blow this? Ah, it's a door. There's a door there. And that cannot be closed. Right now, Genesis 49, verse 22. And I'm going to be ending this side of things so that we just move right on. Genesis 49, verse 22. Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. Now, how many realize that it's not going to be easy to do well if the archers have shot at you? Huh? And hated you. When people hate you, 
not easy to do well. But his bow abode, abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd and the stone of Israel. All right? Even by the God of thy father. All right? His hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. Right? So God is about to help you. You, you who are hated, you who are despised, you whom they accuse and they shoot at, God is just about to help you. But how is he going to help you? That's the question. How is he going to help you? Even by the God of thy father who shall help thee. A God who shall help thee. And by the almighty who shall bless thee. You see, blessings are coming to help Joseph. Let's take the 12 sons of Jacob. All Reuben up to Joseph. This is the one thrown into a pit. You are finished. You are done for. We don't want you. We don't like you. It's over. You are never going to do well. Okay? We are not going to see you again. You are finished. You are done for. <laughs> How many have ever felt people think you are finished with? Raise your hand. Hey, everybody has that feeling. But God is about to help you. By the Almighty. This is how God is going to bless you. With blessings. Never be full of blessings. There's nothing like too much. Just like there's nothing like too many shoes for girls. There's nothing like too many blessings. I told you I went to a shop in Singapore. And the shop was called There is Nothing Like Too Many Shoes Limited. There's nothing like too many shoes limited. It's a good shop for girls. We don't mind as long as you are nice to us to when we are. We'll buy a lot of shoes for you. Any husband who doesn't buy a lot of shoes for a wife, you lack understanding. You lack understanding. Now, listen, listen. Even by the God of thy father who shall help thee. I like it. And, and by the almighty who shall bless thee with the blessings of heaven above. Four blessings were needed to lift Joseph out of that pit. Yeah. That's why sometimes you receive a blessing, but you still need more and more and more and more. Yeah, it's not enough. It's not enough. Maybe you've done this, has brought a blessing. You need to do this also that brings a blessing. 
I need to do another thing. Because Charlie, the guy was down and under. He was no more part of the family. He was now, he was now a slave and a prisoner. And accused of, 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 of rape. Charlie, I mean, this is down. So he needed big time blessings to lift him out of that hole. And God blessed him. Look at the type of blessings. Four types of blessings. The blessings of the heavens above, which are spiritual things. Because God is in heaven. There are many spiritual things. If you have all the money in the world, and you own all the towers, and you own everything, and you don't have Christ, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his soul? It's nothing. Yeah. I hear people who don't know God, especially atheists, are really shocked when they die. Wow. Like from some reports I had from some people who came back. Wow. Yeah. Like a couple of people have gone and because of the resuscitation, you know, sometimes they're able to make the body restart. So a few testimonies have come. And one of them is the great shock wow. that there is God and that there is eternity and they are changing. It's like a big shock. Yeah. I hear there's even a special place for them. Those who said there was no God and there's no, they have a special place for them. Who shall bless thee with the blessings of the heaven above? Number two, never be tired of blessings. There is nothing like too many hands laid on you. There's nothing like too many blessings. There's nothing I've been blessed already. There's nothing like, oh, I've, I've done this. I'm okay. You are not okay. I'm not okay. Because if you are a black man, see, the curse of Noah is at work. Curse of Adam is working. You are married to someone. The curse of Eve is working. You disobeyed God when he spoke to you. Curse of Moses is also working. Like big things are working. So why do you limit the blessings when you need more blessings? Hey! Now blessings of the heaven above. It's nice. But what about the blessings of the deep? The blessings of the deep. Every money and riches are in the deep. Oil is in the deep. Gold is in the deep. Diamonds in the deep. Anything rich, all money, every kind of riches in this world is in the deep. If God doesn't give it to you, you can work a thousand years in America and you will never see it even though you are in America. Now, our church is really blessed. We can call Niagara Falls. You come. Memphis, you come. I don't know. I hear we are going to Hawaii next time. The blessings of the deep. Yeah, blessings of the deep. Think about it. The gold. Because you can be blessed spiritually, but you're not blessed with the blessings of the deep. Yeah. Blessings of the deep. 
blessings that are down under the water. Oil. Look at Saudi Arabia and all those countries. The blessings of the deep. That's all they are chopping. America, offshore, oil. Oil, oil, oil. Gold, gold, gold. Diamond, diamond. Everything is down. Coal. Everything is down. Iron ore. Uranium. Down. It's there. You will experience the blessings of the deep from today in Jesus' name. The next one, the blessings of the breast. Now, the blessings of the breast speak of delights. They speak of comfort. The scripture speaks of the consolation of thy breasts. The consolation of thy breasts. Children are blessed with the consolation of their mother's breasts. Lions, every animal, enjoys the consolation of the breasts. Ah, you got it. The breasts that you may suck and be satisfied with the breasts of her consolations. So, you will need somebody to comfort you. You may have all the money in the world, but nobody in the house with you. Because nobody can live with you. And nobody can stay with you. And there's nobody to ask, are you okay? Everything all right? Nobody. Nobody likes. One sister told me, I don't mind being not married, but one thing, that occurs to me is that nobody chose me. No one chose me to come, come to my house to be with me. I had not thought about that. I thought of a lot of things, but I had not thought about that. No one chose me. Yeah. Comforts consolation, satisfaction, delight, excitement, sweetness, encouragement, consolation, warmth, and amazing, the breast contains everything you need when you are a baby. So the breast of your consolation are like the breast of like everything you need. So when God is blessing you with the blessings of the breast, it's like the blessing of everything that you need, all in one.
Do you want the blessings of the breast? Now, all these blessings were working on Joseph's life. Oh. As he was being put down, arrest upon arrest, arrest upon arrest, demotion to slavery, transporting, every factor was building up against him. But these blessings were building up on his side. No wonder he came out. And then the blessings of the womb. The blessings of the womb are the blessings of children. The blessings of the womb are the blessings of children, spiritual children, all kinds of children. Now, I have children, biological, and I have non-biological children. Perhaps one of the greatest blessings of my life is the spiritual children and the children generally that God has given to me. It's true. And you wouldn't know till you grow that the children whom God has given you is more than, you know, people even don't know how does the church work. How do you have people here, people here, people here? What is going on? Because the people are, those of you who have not become like children, it's because you are far. <laughs> You've not broken through to be close. Yes. People are not, um, you see, the more of an employee you are, the less of a child you are. The less of a certain kind of something you get. And the more just a member you are, than a child in the house. Not your age. But a child. A member of the family. When uh, Lady Pastor Lily died. It wasn't like a member has died. But like somebody. Who is part of. Part of my. Part of me. Had died. Part of my family. Yeah, because I, I, don't like, I don't go to funerals much. I don't believe in that culture. I don't have that culture. But if your family is gone, you will, you will, you will attend. You won't say you are not attending. Do you understand? Yeah. So you have to know the blessings of the womb. Make yourself one of the children and have children. God has blessed me with many, many children. Yeah. Somebody was asking, I was asking someone, I said, ah, you are in Nigeria. They have all these huge churches in Nigeria. Why are they so interested in my books and my ministry? Why do somebody who has got 200,000 members in the church listen to the Makane? Somebody who has 200,000 people attending his service. Why would he listen to the Makane? He said that what we have in the stability in the family, they don't have it. They don't have anything like that. Yes. They don't have anything like that. Yes, it's the blessing of the womb. You may have the blessings of the deep and the blessings of the heavens. You may have the blessings of the breast, but you don't have the womb. Yeah. One very big church, they went to, I think it was Kenya, they dedicated the church. As he dedicated the church and everything, and the pastor gave his resignation. Goodbye. Massive church. He just handed the letter. A shock. Yes. Shock, 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 shock. And they do it in series. 
here, 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 here. Suddenly decapitated the churches. Take away congregations. I tell you. So, the blessing, but your child cannot leave you. You cannot, your child, a son abided forever. Yeah, a son will not leave you. Uh, it's not about calling somebody father, but it's like generally you are a son. Uh-huh. That's, that's very important. So all these were fighting for Joseph. And I decree that blessings shall fight for you in Jesus' name. Sit down. Now warn the people behind you that, listen, it is because of you that I'm being asked to sit down. And I want to take it personally with you that I sense you are blocking my life one way or another. The next one, how you can be delivered from a curse. I'm showing you ways. Oh, I don't think I finished the other. Ah, verse 26. It says, the blessings of thy father. I was telling you that there were four blessings working. And it says, the blessings of thy father have prevailed. Wow. The blessings of thy father have prevailed. So the blessings of your father have worked. They've worked. And they are working. Anytime I see somebody who is like a daddy's daughter, I feel that she has some blessings in her life. Oh, it's true. This type of daddy's girl, daddy's boy, those type of children. I always look at that. You may call it that, but they may tease you, whatever. But I say, I am my father's favorite and I, I thank God for it. I like, my father likes me. He talks to me. He's my friend. It's, 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 it's your problem. Let people laugh at you. You are going to experience blessings. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Archbishop Duncan Williams, he said, for all the people, he says sometimes only when he thinks of me that he becomes encouraged. Yes. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Look for people who you are a girl, your father likes you, your your daddy likes you. Even if your mother is against you because you like your daddy and whatever, don't be moved. Because sometimes the mother becomes in the way. It's like now, it's almost like a competition in the house. Because the little daughter is treating the daddy with some gentleness and some tender curves. Care, I should say, I'm saying curves. Care. Tender care. She understands him. She's treating him. Yeah. And then the madam is. She's busy. Doing other things. Wow. 
checking her WhatsApps, checking her laptop, busy. Be a daddy's boy. Says the blessings of thy father have prevailed. I mean, it's worked against the curses, the pits, the slavery, the arrest, the accusations, the lies. It has prevailed. That's one. The blessings of thy father have prevailed. blessing of thy father have prevailed. Blessings of thy father have prevailed. They fought for you. The blessings have fought. Charlie, it's not a small thing to be arrested. To go to prison, it's not a small thing. To be a slave, these are legal things. You are in prison for good reasons. You are a slave for good reasons. You've been sold. Money has been exchanged. Your identity is lost. You've been accused by a very important person's wife. It's big time. You've gone into prison and everyone has forgotten you. It's big. It's really big. But the blessings of thy father have prepared. Blessings of thy father have prevailed. Blessings of thy father have prevailed. Above even blessings of my progenitors, unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. This is how far the blessings went to the utmost bound of the everlasting, up into eternity. Blessings work for you all the way through your life up into eternity. The blessings of the Lord will carry you all the way to the utmost bounds of the everlasting hills. And they, these blessings, look at it all. These blessings shall be upon the head of Joseph. Blessings are sitting on your head tonight in Jesus' name. Blessings upon thy head. 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 They shall be upon the head of Joseph. And upon the crown of the head of he that was separate from his brethren. You see, the blessing is on the outcast. The blessing is on the outcast. Reject. The forgotten one. Blessings of thy father have prevailed. Have prevailed. Above the blessings of my progenitors. It has prevailed to the utmost bound of the everlasting hill. And the blessing shall be upon thy head. Upon the crown of the head of he that was separate from his brethren. The blessing on the cursed boy. The blessing was on the cursed boy. The reject. Everybody didn't want him. But the blessings lifted him up and made him a prime minister. 
made him multilingual. He was now speaking Egyptian and Israeli language. He was now a citizen of two countries. He was now an international minister. He was now a special name. Oh, it has prevailed. And when, he was, when his father was dying, his father called, where are your sons? And he said, I'm giving you a double portion. Manasseh and Ephraim, come. And he said, you, Joseph, your name is out. So there's no tribe of Joseph. There's tribe of Manasseh and Ephraim. You have two portions. And I'm giving them to your two boys. All these children, I give them one, 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 one. You have two. Your two sons are two tribes. They are lifted up and joined these other tribes. You are going to be supernaturally lifted and held by the blessings of God. You know, for me, anything that will bring me blessings from God, I'm very interested in it. Yes, I don't need to understand it. And I don't need to calculate it. There is nothing like the blessing of the Lord. Even to be chosen. To be chosen. There's nothing like it. Nobody would choose you. But if, 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 if the favor starts to work on your direction, you start to be chosen. That's it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Are you excited by this wonderful blessing? You want more blessings? Do you love it? Wow. Now, chapter 28. How you can be delivered from a curse through a prophet. And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. Hosea 12, 13. Hosea 12, 13. The ministry of a prophet is an amazing agency through which you can be delivered from many curses. Israel was locked up in Egypt, suffering under the curse of slavery. God's power appeared to them through the ministry of the prophet Moses. And through the ministry of the prophet, the political power of Egypt was unraveled. The military might of Egypt was neutralized. The curse of bondage, struggle, and molestation by the Egyptians was broken through the ministry of Moses the prophet. Amen. Israel was stuck in the mud. Israel was stuck in Egypt. Israel was bound in Egypt. Israel had no freedom. Exodus chapter 1 verse 11. If there is anybody here who is stuck in the mud, anyone here who is under the powers of Egypt, today, God sets you free by the ministry of the prophet. By the ministry of the prophet. Hosea 12.3 By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he was 
preserved. Therefore, they did set over them Exodus 1.11 taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pithom and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Hey. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage. In mortar, in brick, and in all manner of service. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. The future of Israel was dark and gloomy until the prophet came on the scene. Bitterness, hard bondage, affliction, and slavery was the portion of all Israelites. Perhaps this is how you may describe your life. That is a cursed existence. God wants to set you free from every curse. A prophet is a senior minister and an agent of God. Through the ministry of the prophet, you can be miraculously liberated just as Israel was miraculously liberated from Egypt. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. Hallelujah. Let us look now at several examples of how a prophet was an agent. Amen. Second Kings chapter 2. All right. A prophet was an agent for deliverance from the curse of unfruitfulness and poverty. Second Kings chapter 2 verse 19. And the man of the city said to Elisha, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant. As my Lord seeth, the water is not, the ground is barren. He said, bring me a new cruise and put salt therein. And he brought it to him. And he went forth unto the spring of waters and cast the salt in there. Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from henceforth any more death or barren land. So through the ministry of the prophet, the land which was barren, things were not growing. Only coconut trees were growing. Nothing was growing. Through the ministry of the prophet, there was no more death and no more barren land. So as I stand here today as a prophet, to you at least, if not to anybody, to you at least, you are being delivered from whatever is holding you down in death and barrenness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, don't despise me because you despised me in the year 2001. Not you, but I'm speaking in a general way. Yes, you despised me in 2001 when I came to you as a prophet and stood in front of you crying uncontrollably. Huh? I was crying, you know? Do you remember? I don't know. You look at me. Do I cry? Am I a cry? I cry, baby. Do I look like somebody who cries? You, you often see me crying. But I was crying. I was standing in the pulpit and crying. I couldn't even see my, my Bible. 
I couldn't even see my Bible anymore. Because tears were coming down and I was prophesying. My children, my son, my son, my son. I went out of here and I flew to Malaysia. Or I think I flew from Malaysia. No, to Malaysia. From here. So I was warning, I was warning with tears. You know. So but but and I, you see, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out. So that's why, especially I say to the young ones, you know, as you honor your prophet, because we don't have that culture. And that's what we are introducing now. To honor the prophet, you would, instead of wanting to take a photograph, you would want to give the prophet an offering rather than take a selfie with the, with the prophet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that's why, that's why the, the ministry of the prophet doesn't work because where the prophet is not honored, that is where it does nothing works. It may be powerful, but it won't work in your case. Because Mark 6 verse 4, the Bible says that Jesus marveled and he, Mark 6 4, he said a prophet is not without honor. Just in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And then verse 5. And verse 5, and he could there do no mighty works. Nothing was working. No miracle, the power to help people, nothing. Because that is where he was not honored. So where the prophet is not honored, that's where things don't work. So you must switch over in your thinking and renew your mind. Yeah. Not to meet needs. I, I am more prosperous than almost everybody here. Almost, I don't want to know if there's anybody more prosperous than me. I don't need anything and I don't need anything from you. I am teaching you that through a prophet, people are blessed. People really get blessings through prophets when they believe. Uh, some too just stand by. You know, that's why Jesus said there were many widows in the days of Zarepta. Uh, the widow of Zarepta. There were many lepers. But people don't get blessed. And God sent Elijah only to one widow and only to one sick person because the others don't really believe and receive. So please learn to honor the prophet so that God can use the prophet to miraculously break the curse of barrenness, the curse of poverty, the curse of whatever. Grow up out of your childishness. Grow, out, grow up out of your childlikeness. You can relate with me as your friend, as your brother, as a Ghanaian, as a half-caste, as, as a pastor, as a, in so many ways. But if you relate with a person as a prophet, you receive the prophet's reward or the reward that comes only from a prophet. So learn it. All right? It's a blessing for you. Number two. By a prophet, you are delivered. From the curse of insults, ridicule, mockery, and scorn. Watch out for people who mock God's servants. May all mockers receive a shock. Mock and shock. 
I said, mock and shock. Lord, shock the mockers. Shock the mockers. In Jesus' name. 2 Kings 2, 23. And he went up from thence unto Bethel. And as he was going up by the way, there came forth little children out of the city and mocked him. And said unto him, Go up, thou bald head. Go up, thou bald head. Shock the mockers. You are taking on a physical aspect of the prophet and mocking him. Don't be surprised if you are shocked. And he cursed them. The next verse. He cursed them. And two she bears. It looked like a wildlife accident. They came out of the wood and tear 42 children. Shock the mockers. Shock, mock. Mock, then shock. Mock, then shock. Number three, by the ministry of the prophet, you are delivered from the curse of death. Hmm. Is that beautiful? I'm sure you like this one. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 1. And he said, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. Hmm? The creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. You see, death doesn't show its true wickedness till death, especially death. Many of us who are in death is if you die that you will see that death is not good. Yeah. And thou knowest that thy servant is did fear the Lord. Now the creditor is come to take eh? am I allowed to have a chair on stage? I hear you. Yeah, can I have one of these? Oh, it's not allowed? They are bolted together? Okay. Yeah, just one chair. It's fine. It's fine, it's fine. Somebody's getting a chair. So just sit down. Thank you. All right. Glory to God. Thank you, gentlemen. Oh, glory to God. Okay. Now, death is wickedness. The creditor has come to take my two sons. Huh? Things are not going well, though. 
and merciless. Bring your house. Bring your car. Bring everything that you thought you had. We need it now. Is it not amazing? Do you understand what I'm saying? But now, here comes the prophet of the Lord. Is it not beautiful? And the Lord is about to break that thing. And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? And he said, Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not got anything in the house, save a pot of oil. And he said, Go and borrow thee vessels I brought from all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Don't borrow a few. Don't borrow a few. And when thou art come, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shalt pour out into those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Wow. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons and brought the vessels unto her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said, there is not a vessel more and the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go and sell the oil and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. In this meeting, the anointing is present to take you out of your debt. Now, despise not prophesying I spoke to somebody who was here in 2001 16 years ago when I came here he said as soon as I left a number of people almost immediately entered into mortgage after mortgage I know one person who had savings of huge amount of money and wiped it all out Yes. In the end, I even gave the person money to live. Myself. Yeah. Wiped it out just after I left. It's like, oh, don't mind him. He doesn't know what he's doing. You see, you despise me. You see, you despise me. And I'm just saying that don't despise a prophet. You hurt yourself. So rather look up. And don't expect magic, but have faith and be humble. Amen. Amen. Have faith and be humble. Depending on how you see the person, it will work for you. Amen. But once you believe, you see, one of the reasons why people don't obey is that they have a reason in their minds. They have something that is stronger than what you are saying. But I'm not here to make you. I would like to be surrounded by prosperous people. That's my, that is one of my main, what do you call I don't want to be surrounded by people like, like this woman that they are coming for your children. This one is coming like, you rather need miracles rather than coming to help. Hey. Are you there or you are leaving? Are you sure you are still staying? 
Yeah. So listen carefully. Perhaps there may be something that will be said in this meeting, something that will be done, that will be an open door for you, a great wisdom key to humble yourself, to set yourself free, to start climbing up instead of always going down, trying to fight against what is not possible. Look, do you know why Jews have been Hey, in my book, How to Neutralize Curse, you see the story of the Jews there. What has happened to them? You can't believe. If you think Hitler was the first person to do what he did to them, then you don't know the history of Jews. They have been driven out of countries, several entire groups, robbed, just as they were robbed during the Second World War. Robbed of everything they have. Robbed completely by France, by Germany, by Poland, by Russia, by all these countries. Time and time and time again. But you see, one of the reasons is because their main business is lending money. You see, when you lend money, the person you lend to will soon belong to you. The person himself will soon belong to you. And all that he has will soon be yours. It's just a matter of time. So if you remember the story of um, the merchant of Venice, Shylock, the merchant, was a Jew. It's a story about Jews, how they lend money and then they really extract it from you. Even to the point of taking the children. And so that makes the person who lends the money, so many people in town owe him. And he's legally taking their houses and their things from them. They can't say anything. Right now, the work, that work of Jews has been moved into banks, which are also owned by Jews. And once you are lent money, you fall into their net, into a certain net. Because it's a curse to borrow and it's a blessing to lend. Which one do you want to be on? Which side do you want to be on? Yes, the lending side. But you're always on the borrowing side. It's not easy to rise above that. Amen. So now the blessing, the money lending thing has been shifted to banks so that you don't hate a particular individual. Do you understand? Because when you say, oh, Bank of America is taking my house. It's like it's nobody in particular, but just a building or some very high glassy building is coming for my house. <laughs> no particular person. So it's, you hide behind it. That's what's happening now. You wouldn't know. But that's what's happening. And when you are new here, they say, ah, why pay rent when you could own? It's your own. Don't throw money away. That's how they say it. Don't throw money away. Why pay all this rent? Don't throw money away. But that's the part. I mean, that's not our topic, but I'm just saying to you, grow up in believing the word of God without having detail. I don't have to stand to tell you here that 70 to 80% of the people who go for mortgages don't ever finish paying it. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a banker. 
My son worked at the bank and he told me the percentage. He told me this is the percentage they don't pay back. They can never, they never finish. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm just here to tell you, honor your prophet. Don't despise words. Don't laugh. Don't mock. Don't make fun. Don't ridicule. Don't despise. Rather, learn to honor. Honor, honor, honor. That's why I say that. Instead of despising honor. And one of the ways is you honor the prophet. In the past, you don't go and see a prophet without an offering. You present an offering of honor. Not what is the, what, but what is honor to you. You see, and the more a person is great to you, the more his words and the more the ministry of the prophet will be powerful. Prophets are not sent everywhere. Prophets don't bless everyone. There were many lepers in the days of Naaman the Syrian, but he's the one whom God sent the prophet to, and he's the one who enjoyed the ministry of healing. Yes. So, I want you to open yourself to the ministry of a prophet. Because through a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And I'm here today, this camp meeting is a prophetic camp meeting. Hallelujah. Are you still around? Baroness. By the ministry of the prophets. Second Kings chapter 4. By the ministry of the prophet, you are delivered. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 14. And he said, What then is to be done to her? And Gehazi said, Verily, she has no child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when he had called her, he stood in the door and he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. Don't lie to me. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. During the, our Good Friday service, usually I bless, even in the church, I just bless the children. And there was a couple, they have not had a child for, I think, 10 years. And they cut out the prayer of the Good Friday blessing. And every time they are having sex, they play, they put it on and play. Ten years they have been married. No child. Every doctor, every medical, everything, nothing has worked. Ten years. No, you, the, the, the reason, how, how I got to know was I was having a meeting with, I was having a meeting with somebody, I don't want to go into detail. I'm sure the person will give their testimony later. I was having a meeting with somebody, said, oh, he has to be at that particular address because then he told me the story. He said, this particular one, it's really a big one, so we, we ha- he has to be there. I said, it's a big one. He said, they play 
when they are going to have sex, then they put it on and they play. Blessing, blessing, and they have sex with the Good Friday blessing. That's all. That was all that they did. They dedicated their child a few weeks ago. Why don't you give the Lord a mighty shout of hallelujah? Yes. Ten years. Yes. They put it on, played it whilst having sexual intercourse as a couple. Every session. It was on. That was all. What the doctors couldn't do, what the test couldn't do, what the treatment couldn't do, God did it for them through the prophecies of the prophet. Is it not amazing? is going to do the same kind of amazing miracle in your life. Oh yes. Oh yes. And I believe in the same way God is going to give you favor. Opportunities. Open doors to come out of debt. Out of poverty. Out of darkness. Out of difficulty. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Sit down for a moment. Is there something happening outside? I see a constant stream of people running out. So I'm going to take a pause for five minutes because I don't understand it. There's a constant stream of people running out. About 50 people have gone out this way in the last few minutes. So I'm going to take a pause so that you sort out whatever there is and then I know. So because it affects me because I can see. All right. Who is doing your video? Come to me. I need your head of your video team. Come to me. So we, we are on a break now so that if you need to go out, I'll sit here and wait. Nobody should come and talk to me, please.
the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet was he preserved the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Woman, that 